last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Imagination Sphere, let's jump into it. I feel like we haven't we haven't hung out there in a while, and you know what? It's getting it's getting dusty. We gotta take take the old girl out for a spin. After mourning their dead, you silly fool. I could have saved you. The heroes pressed onward. And all I know is he's given me what I needed to move forward. One step at a time with courage in every goddamn step until Volstice falls. But what they found within the ducks. So Metra takes a peek around. And Metra, you are able to see the whole show. (gasps) What the fuck is that? Is that a phase spider skeleton? It is a... Dark Souls boss. Oh my god, it is. Holy shit. Might blow them all away. And Baron, you put up your hand to hold off Nestor. Because you realize inside of the exoskeleton of this spider is a bomb. (gasps) What? The adventure continues now. to America's favorite quiz show where we ask the questions and you, the listener, give the answers. First question of the day. Who? (laughs) Did your mic cut off? Troy.exe has stopped responding. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly rolling. Why is there a... It's a good question, though. Troy.exe has stopped responding. (laughs) Why is there a rotating rainbow circle over his face? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Who indeed? Who indeed? I don't know the answer. Call in. It's for the (laughs) listeners. It's a weird quiz show because you're asking questions. There is, I'm guessing there is a specific answer that you're looking for. I really want to see what people came up with. Okay. I think the the only correct answer is... Boutros, Boutros, Gali? Who not? <laughs> oh, well, now I you gave it away. It now they know. Now they know that that's all the answers you'll get. Ah, no signed memorabilia for you, fan <laughs> number four. I can't believe I guessed, I can't believe I guessed wrong. 280. <laughs> 280, Matthew. Big 280. Can you believe it? No. Where were you? Where were you 200 episodes ago? Episode 80 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Where were we? Uh, no, where were you? I think I was in... Joe's apartment still, or we had me moved to your apartment at that point? I don't know. I know you were fighting an Orem Vorax. I do know that. What, what was it? 82? 80. This is 280. Or the Orem Vorax was in Cape Cod. Was oh, it? yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. Wow, at the Cape. That was a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I have different memories of how it ended. <laughs> and so I have different memories of how it ended for you, <laughs> sitting with your head between your knees on the curb <laughs> of the... <laughs> at the, the Mashpee Dunkin' Donuts. It was a different time. Why, <laughs> crying to me about why I didn't feel like you did. <laughs> I know, uh, like, How do you feel so good? <laughs> like, I was Matthew was like, because I had three Coors Lights and I stopped at 745. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was that time in, your, in my life before children, uh, before marriage even, when it was like, mm. we're, I'm leaving town. <laughs> I need to drink. 
constantly right everything in sight and so as we're driving back it's such a weird thing to consider like an obligation you're like well i've left town i'm not at my house so i need to poison myself immediately (laughs) like with as much alcohol as possible (laughs) so that i remember none of it and feel horrible when i go home i found that i found the picture i took of you sitting on the curb recently i was because i was deleting old photos and i was like tweet it this is a keeper yeah (laughs) oh man that that was a classic i remember just being like how do you feel so good but it was great we won the 50 50 raffle at dino's I mean, my favorite part of the weekend the was Giants get crushed, us though? being at the at the Giants game. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Giants Eagles. Giants killed the Eagles. Oh, we won. Yeah. And we were doing Facebook Lives mm-hmm. back then. Remember, we did all those giveaways. Oh, that was good, too. When we did the like, let's give you a tour around our little setup for the weekend. Yeah. We did. Remember, we, we did played s- XCOM for a while. That's right. We had we streamed all those XCOM. games. We streamed like uh, Dark Souls, too, didn't we? Was it yeah. on Twitch? I think it was on Dark Souls on, as on, well. On Twitch. Yeah, yeah. These were the lost episodes. These never. Uh, They're gone have- forever. This is also when you broke Skid's table and my spine. That could be any trip. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty Orphan Power Rangers. uh, Wow. Mighty Orphan Power Rangers. (laughs) Yes, that's when you met uh, Abria. Big app. Yeah, that was was big. Big app. Um, Yeah, that was in the 80s. I uh, walked away from that trip with an, an enormous appreciation for Cape Cod that I didn't have before. Because I just assumed, growing up going to the Jersey Shore, I just assumed that it was like a whole you know, bunch of uh, big talk about nothing and that it was just like every other East Coast sort of like beachy town, which is just like unbelievably overcrowded, mm-hmm. overpriced, dirty, and miserable. And it was <laughs> like, there's not that many people around. It was yeah. like the country. Yeah. It was like super clean air. You could see 10 feet da- deep in the water. I yeah. couldn't believe it. It's like yeah. a nice Hamptons. Yeah, it's yeah. really beautiful. It was, and we were there late in the season, but still, it's not. Yeah, that's pretty much what you what were. You we got. even in the season? I mean, it was what was it, like November, October. It was no, it was the last week oh, before no. Election Day, twenty sixteen. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so yeah, that's after the season. We were outside, and there was a dock, and we were walking. Yeah, we're hanging out on the dock. And yeah, I did. So, I I did my. Oh. I worked in the morning on the dock. Yeah. Oh, it was man. freezing cold at night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Just shivered so to my quiet. Yeah, we need to return quiet. to, to Joe's uh, Philadelphia like weird inferiority. He's like, I thought it would be like every other fucking dumb New England town. <laughs> they look down at me with their, their high and mighty ivory tower beach houses. <laughs> but they're olive oil charm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's like, oh, but it, it was better. It was good. I want to find the photo now. Well, you just think that everything, <laughs> at a certain point, you just think that everything in the Northeast is going to be so overcrowded and dirty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really not. It's so nice. Yeah. And a lot of New England is like that. And we didn't even get to, like, Martha's Vineyard or anything. we got to go back. I've never been. Yeah. Have you been Martha's to Martha's Vineyard? Vineyard? Uh, I think I've driven through. I don't even know if I've driven through, to be honest. No, I never went. You wow. wouldn't be able to yeah. drive through it's, unless it's you got an on a bus. Is yeah. it an island? No, I have, not, I have not been there. I'm thinking of... I uh, drove through <laughs> extremely <laughs> drunk one time. I'm thinking of... Uh, <laughs> it was... I hydroplaned over to yeah. it. It's like, how the hell I got my car here? No, it was Ken, I'm thinking of Kenny Bunkport. Uh, oh, drove okay. through Kenny Bunkport. I've been to Kenny Bunkport. Um, which is not at all Martha's Vineyard. I, but you think that's like where presidents hang out. Kenny Bunkport, Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard. I've been to Martha's Vineyard like three times. The first time I went with my family we got into this like crappy little taxi you know it's like the, the the small regional airports where there's just guys who like know they can take like 
a 30 minute break until the next plane lands. They're smoking a cigarette. Their cab smells like a pack of camels. We got in and we're all talking like, oh, we're so excited. Look at the burgers. We're here. And then the guy turns over his shoulder. He looks while he's still driving down the road, turns his head over. So I was like, where are you from? Texas? Ah, ah. Just with this really strong Vineyardian accent. And uh, we said, we hear you have an accent too, sir. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Then we shot him. We shot him. <laughs> he said, you know, that taxi still makes me about $1,000 a month. It's worth it. I look forward to us traveling again so we can, we can travel together. It's fun. It's fun to do those things. We don't have to go crazy and break chairs and and be sad on a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot anymore. But it's fun to travel together. Check all we phone. do is work. Check your phones. Oh, God. Don't send it to all of them. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Matthew, did you send it? Because I still haven't gotten it. Oh, my God. It. Hey, Matthew, Matthew I, don't I don't have, have it, it yet. It's everyone's favorite joke. Did it say oh. sent? Oh, wait. Here's something. Oh, I see it now. Oh, oh look at him. Oh, oh, my God. There he- oh, remember that hoodie? Oh. And I wore that hoodie until it walked. Oh back my to god! The he <laughs> looks so young. He dude. looks like he got arrested outside of a frat party for underage drinking, and yeah. the cops putting a, a flashlight in his eyes. Like I, I don't know. Oh wow! Wow! I look oh pretty god. great. Your left eye is swollen. Yeah, it does look like. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I got my phone. Dude, that's can like, you believe? That's like four phones ago. This was one of your worst days. You felt horrible. And you look so much better than bef- than after you had kids. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's amazing. How and look, that works I was out. married. I see. A, 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 there's a wedding ring, so yeah. I was just being a terrible husband. <laughs> yeah. really? You assumed by your behavior that you must have right. not been married nope. at that time. Just going to the camp to work, honey. <laughs> and then it becomes animal husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking stay, of animals, stay tuned. House. We'll post that. We'll post that photo on the social. Yes, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. One. You can put that one up because uh, <laughs> he looks good. That's I'm, what I'm yeah. emailing Brennan right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Animal House, uh, there are animals inside In this of house. this house. Uh, really, one of them's dead. It's really wedge that transition in. <laughs> One of them's dead and uh, has a bomb inside of it. Um, and Baron's in the range. Oh, my God. You're not allowed to say bomb on a podcast. <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. Speaking of animals and houses. <laughs> <laughs> you found, Go on. <laughs> you found a, an animal caucus. That's housing. That's housing a bomb. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Skid saved you that. Skid. <laughs> Woo! Uh, 279 episodes. Mm. You have really mastered the art of the second. Oh, man. Well, it's a uh, team effort, Matthew. <laughs> Do you need to go sit down on a curb for a while to gather yourself? Can you give me a Boston cream? <laughs> I think that is what Joe had to go get you. <laughs> give me a sausage, egg, and cheese. <laughs> Boston cream. Not to extend it. This will only be a second. But the other thing I remember is that ride home was me, you, and Matthew. Uh-huh. And I remember I you felt horrible and you were angry at Matthew for not feeling bad. And so almost like a comic like testing material. Yeah. You just kept saying the most horrific things to Matt, like offensive ass things to Matthew just to like make him upset. And he was just steaming in the backseat. Like, oh. this is, you're so ridiculous. It was so, so bad. Awful. I was in the backseat by myself. Oh, were you in the no, back? No, I was in the backseat. Were you in the backseat? You were in the backseat. Oh, okay. Seat. Oh. 
The other thing that play on that the car ride there, is like that, laying down. No, Joe. Before we left, Joe was like, "You're riding with me and Troy, and you have to write us a Pathfinder one-off adventure <laughs> oh, that's right. that we can play Theater of the Mind." And this was early, so I was like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "And you have to run it, and so we can play it without having to roll, without having to like you. All we have to do is roll a d20 on our iPads or something." And I was like, "Okay." So I wrote wrote this whole thing. It was actually pretty cool, and it was actually pretty yeah. cool. And we played. Half I played half. a brawler. You did. I don't know what the hell I played. You played an investigator. Okay. Uh, and we, a, rat, a rat folk investigator. <laughs> oh, that sounds right. We played half of it up on the way up as we were supposed to. And on the way back down, you were, so, you first of all, you fell asleep every five minutes. <laughs> and, and then, then he you, would wake up sweating and be like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, uh, and he was, all right. Like he and was he such a mess physically. Horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you... <laughs> By the time, you would eventually peter out. I would ask Joe to roll, and he would like roll, and he would like roll without looking, and I would read his die, and then, and then you would wake, and then you would be asleep by the time it was your turn again. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We never finished it. We never finished the adventure on the way home. I just, I just tried to make you upset. It was it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was well, that time. was the thing because we, when we went up for your bachelor party to Boston, we drove up. We did the same thing. Mm-hmm. We played a PFS scenario. And, and the, I ran it from the back seat. Yeah, and the car ride flew by. It flew. Absolutely yeah. flew by. Next thing you knew, we were there. Yeah. It was awesome. When Matthew ran it, it was a real drag. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what he had to work with. I'll never forget that because I lost one of my dice uh, on that trip. Like one of the dice that I bought when we were starting the podcast. Or no, when I when I got back in oh, gaming, that's right. I lost like the D20. Yeah, uh, yeah. That went to my that's purple right. and green set. Right. Anyways, I'm sure you guys that. find after they love hearing all this oh, it's behind the scenes yeah, stories. Sure. But let's talk about the in the scenes stories. You just found a bomb in the propulsion duct. <laughs> a bomb. So who is someone trying to blow this place up? Was a spider trying to blow things? What is ha- this? Is crazy. The spider was trying to blow it up. The spider ate just, a bomb. He waited yeah. so long that he just perished holding the bomb. The spider. This is the arachnid guy fox. <laughs> Here in the bowels of this, it's like it's like if one of us swallowed a grenade and was like, one day I'm going to die and decay. And that grenade will still be there. Baron, this is no joke. Um, give me a knowledge alchemy or engineering, perhaps whatever you're better at. Yeah, I can give you a craft alchemy or a knowledge engineering, and they are the same. So I craft will. Alchemy. Okay, yeah, good. good, good. Um, crack die. Uh, not good. 16. All right, you know, I'm actually, what did you roll? Alchemy or engineering? Uh, I didn't make a decision, so the one that's on my screen right now is engineering. All right, so now roll a craft alchemy. I'm going to say okay. you're so specially skilled for this, you can say, wait a minute. Wait. 19! There Ooh, we go. 25. Okay. Um, you... The reason I sort of took over your character and said you put your hand up, because Nessa just fired an arrow to this thing, and you realize... If you even look at this thing the wrong way, you could prematurely detonate it. It is an insane bomb. The skeleton of the exoskeleton of the spider itself has been turned into a bomb. Oh, wow. It looks like there's multiple elements, you know, maybe the, the, the head part looks like the fuse there's a primer in the thorax and the charge is in the abdomen and and in each of those things there's like a crystal globe connected by a metal rod you think to yourself you shouldn't be alive 
because of what Nestor just did. Like, if Nestor was off, that's why I said roll the hit. Because if he had missed, (laughs) I don't know what I was going to (laughs) do. But instead, it just (laughs) slunk through a chunk of the exoskeleton. I mean, this is is like nothing you've ever seen. Stay your hand, Nestor. I don't know what the hell this is, but it's... The whole damn thing's rigged up like a crazy bomb. Uh, I don't even think we can approach it. Should we turn around? I can't imagine that that Inquisitor be guarding something like this, or why the hell it even be here? I don't know, Metro, maybe you can get closer with some of your magics. Yeah, Metro will use the ethereal cloak to walk uh, past it and okay. see if, it's, if there's anything it's guarding around the corner or... So you hop onto the ethereal plane and you start walking closer to this and to the point where you're walking through it and you're taking a moment to examine it through this misty haze of the ethereal plane where everything is black and white and you see that the, the fuse portion, uh, as Baron pointed out, uh, it, 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 it's like a six-inch diameter globe and it's barely visible, at, like sticking out of the eye socket of this dead spider. And then the primer por- portion uh, that's in the, the thorax looks like it, it it houses all these reagents, maybe alchemist fire, acid, um, and, and that one is in a larger glow, about 18 inches in diameter. And then the charge portion, again, this is just all what Baron pointed out with his uh, alchemical knowledge, is a three-foot diameter globe that contains hundreds of powders of like some sort of salt, alchemical salt, explosive hmm. alchemical salt, perhaps, which, if that's the case, it's a hundred times more powerful than standard black powder. Wow. Wow. You walk past it and look Salt Peter? Salt Peter. And look around the corner and you salt just Peter. see uh, the, the, uh, the passageway. The duck goes down and then turns at an angle and actually you think that that angle probably leads to outside because you feel a, oh, so this a is rush of wind. Guarding a way in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I'll Just to make sure, I will go down and peek around the corner. I've got, I've got a whole minute. All right, so you're still ethereal. You go down, peek around the corner, and sure enough, about 50 feet away, you just see open air. Wow. All right. I will wow. then turn and come back and walk and, you know, and peer on the material plane between Nestor and Baron. Okay. And I'll explain what I found. Always do yourself a favor and zoom out just to look at the map so far. Cause it's mm-hmm. so fucking great. Yeah, it's so interesting because there were so many portions of this map that were blacked out, and I was wondering why. And as we go through this labyrinthine underbelly, it, it makes sense as to wh- why it has been. And I love seeing it unveil itself. Yeah, I like that there's multiple layers on the same map. Right. Too. Yeah, it's, it's hard so to do. rare. It's hard to do because some of it's overlapped and you just have to use your imagination. Should we check out this southern this this corridor the the, the one mo- yeah, the, the next one over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's count so our blessings west. and leave the bomb where it is. Yeah. Um so you go back and you start searching these other corridors? Yeah, let's yeah. do the southernmost one first, right? All right, so I can walk you through this pretty quickly. You search the southernmost one. It goes down about 100 feet, turns again, turns again, and eventually leads outside. You search the next one. It goes down, 
turns again. This is a, just a mirror image of the one you just went down. Uh, the fun thing about this one, it connects back to the original propulsion duct. Uh, oh, yeah. The one that we almost went into. Almost yeah. went into, yeah. So you oh. could have. And honestly, it's all about timing. There is a world where you face the Inquisitor and the spiders before you enter the castle. Um, <laughs> that would have been terrible. Yeah, that is, that is quite possible. But just based on um, the timing of things, that's not how it happened because the castle was shooting air out at you. Um, all right, so then, oh, so like if we didn't wait for the chains, like if we went found a way to go straight to the castle, then yeah, yeah, there's a certain a number of contingencies I had. Should we go do the western, the western Should corridors? Continue counterclockwise. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, um, I'm not going to make you go crazy with this. You go to the next one; it leads to a duct. The next one goes down, and they just wind, and they all lead out to ducts, but. Over the course of the next hour, um, we're searching for secret doors. By the way, yeah, yep. yeah. Over the course of the next hour, you find nothing else of import except for the bomb, to bomb, bomb, to bomb, bomb, bomb. Hmm. Several ducks, though, leading out. Okay. Should we detonate the bomb then? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how to do it safely. I don't know. Use what your powder gonna... to make like a fuse. I could do that, Baron. Uh, you know from your. Uh, craft alchemy check or your engineering whatever it ended up being um, that it is a, an explosion of terrifying power that could very well destroy the entire yeah. uh, engine level above you as well as the, the rocky base of the castle so yeah you could do it there's no so way you survive it's, so maybe it's not just precautionary yeah. Maybe somebody was trying to the sabotage. sabotage the yeah. castle. And they died before getting any further? Maybe. Yeah, but yeah. it's so weird, though, because, like, the ethereal spiders and the Inquisitor, like, they clearly patrol these halls. They would know it's there, right? Maybe it's just too deadly. They don't want to go anywhere near it. I mean, they maybe were they're right keeping near people it. away from it. They were right near it? Yeah, they were They were basically, they ambushed you. Yeah, they're right around the corner from it. Right around the corner well, from that intersection. We've seen zealotry from other followers of the storm tyrant, right? We've seen religious uh, overtones from uh, Skirkatla as well as others in Skirgard. Um, but Zankuthan seems to be a new wrench in all of this. So perhaps there is dissidence amongst the evil giants of the world and they disagree with this? I don't know. Um, certainly, like, it seems like an easy way to take out this fortress, um, this flying castle, but without knowing what we're flying over or where it would land, it would be irresponsible, right? So, I wish I could disarm it, honestly, but... It's certainly not impossible. Uh, you would know that, like, that is, is something you could do, but you also know that if you made one mistake, it would kill all of you. All right, well, let's... let's yeah, let's put a, a pin in there. Let's make a save point right here. Yes, save it here. <laughs> and send um, Baron down. Remember, it's like, oh, yeah, we've got this bomb sitting here in the bowels of this place. That's true. Like, if Good so, to know. If it, something goes terribly wrong, we could always come back yeah, here. Yeah, it's like a failsafe. You can... Yeah. Because you can still Dimension Door, right? Mm-hmm. Within the... Yeah, so we could Dimension Door... I could teleport within the castle. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, the map looks amazing now. Troy went ahead and undid all those those tunnels. How cool now. is that? 
there. That is cool. It, oh, so here's the thing. So what we could do, if, theoretically, is if we go up to the next level, if there's like two or three more levels that we haven't seen yet, once we're up at the top level and we decide we want to blow this place, we could go teleport down to this level, uh, set it off, blow it up, teleport back to the top, and just like jump off. Yeah. And fly away. Yeah, and fly away. Like we'd be safe from the explosion, then we just have to worry about falling, you know, 6,000 feet. Yeah, a couple things I want you to think about. Um, one, why is this bomb here? Yeah. Really take some time to think about that over the next couple of sessions because we, you know, we take a long time between episodes sometimes, but this may not be something that you're able to figure out right away. Um, is there a knowledge check I can roll on the here? spider? Could it be. Um, you're dead, Joe. <laughs> Jesus. I've been dead for so many weeks, dude. I'm over it. Could. <laughs> Could it have anything to do with Ergothoa? That's the other uh, evil kind of god we dealt with, right? We and it is a spider. An, an insectoid. Uh, undead, undeath. All it says, maybe they were trying to sabotage. They didn't like their place in the mood. Take, take him out. Take Volstice out. Can we try to identify the spider? Is uh, it just a giant warp spider? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, a knowledge arcana or a knowledge nature. I'll roll nature. Natural 20 on the knowledge arcana. Ooh, there you go. 31. Um, yeah, no, it just looks like a giant spider. Great. Um, this so used to make this bomb. Let's see. And if looking at the map, we are not under anything in of particular import. Oh. I want to pat down the corpse of the Inquisitor to see if there are any trace elements of any of the bomb-making materials in there. Alchemical reagents. Okay, yeah, you check her over, um, and nothing, no. While it, it's possible she was guarding this area for some reason. I mean, maybe to stop anyone from going into setting off. Maybe they were too afraid to, about setting off the bomb, so they left it there. And then they left her down here to guard it, make sure no one came by and set it off and blew up the cloud castle. Yeah. And I want to be clear, you can detonate the bomb. That is an option. Yeah. There are repercussions. Same thing with the engine room. Like, you have the power to steer it, but it's just if you want to do that, there are repercussions for that as well. I don't want to dissuade you from doing crazy things. Well, then it's I think you need to. There are. I need, think you need to clarify then. You seem to imply, at least from what I heard, that exploding the bomb would vaporize the entire engine level. Uh, Baron feels as if. Should you uh, detonate it or should you fail to, like, uh, disable it, um, the explosion would be cataclysmic for this, for the propulsion ducts and for at least the level above you. So what does that mean? That means the castle probably can't fly. Yeah. Also means the castle would crash somewhere randomly. Yeah, that's what I don't want to have happen. You know, and that that solves a couple things. Like, one, you could wipe out a lot of the giants. Maybe it would kill everybody in the castle. It might kill you as well, but let's say you had enough time to phase out of there. It could also land on fucking True Now. You know, it could land on a town like a True Now and just kill it. It's yeah, but if you could, castle. but if you could figure out where you are, you know, if you could know within a reasonable amount of certainty that you're over a completely devoid area, you know, a mountain, a desert, an ocean, yeah, an ocean, like you could do it. Yeah, if you had some way of of feeling confident about. If this lands, there's just a, only a small chance it's going to land on civilians. 
then yeah, you could, you know that people would die. And if you could find a way out of it safely, uh, you'd probably be fine. But that initial explosion, you'd have to find a way to time it so that either you fail to disable it or you purposely blow it up that you could get out of there before being caught in the blast radius. Because be if it's easy. enough to take out two levels of this, it would certainly take you out. Yeah, like like uh, Skid said, you could run black powder from yeah, like a line from the bomb all powder. the way to the vent outside and just light it and then jump out the vent. Yeah. Well, or until the wind starts kicking up and blows away some oh, of the black powder. True, it's probably yeah. like only so far. But yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, I just want I, I want to impress upon you that that is an option and and steering the castle you have the ability to do it you just because the technology is still above you you just don't know what type of control you would have and you also feel fairly certain volsis would know something's not right and probably override us possibly yeah Um, all he has to do is think so it's probably worth going into uh renfall's room uh, I know we've let it, left him out to haunt, but perhaps he's back. Perhaps we should rest there before going up. We could also ask him about that bomb. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. yeah. I, do we have, have we learned information, enough information to date that we could figure out why this bomb is here? Or is this something that we just still need to keep investigating before we can even make a guess? I think think uh, metagaming wise, or like not even metagaming, but just like stepping outside of the... Uh, me game master you player you you'd have received information that you could piece together hmm. as to why this bomb is here wow <sighs> and now usually i think i was just a few episodes ago i'm like i'm gonna tell you this because you guys have forgot it but this is something you actually have to piece together right i mean the other thing to think about too is this is a propulsion duct so why would they set such a delicate bomb in the propulsion duct that can't last yeah I mean, do we have any indication of how long this has been here? Um, yeah, give me a perception check. I will do. Uh, 35. The next thing I'd also like to do is survival to see if there's any footsteps Hmm. approaching, and what kind of footsteps approaching the uh, blast site. It looks fairly recent. Um... The only footsteps you see are, you would think, match the Inquisitor as in terms of recent footsteps. Um, but this thing looks like it was made in the past couple months. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was wondering if it was this. This is a legacy. It's like this, we have to disclose this what? legally. Yeah, remember that. So it's installed in 1880. When the dispute happened over the legacy of who would inherit power over uh, Ironcloud Keep... Uh, and Nalvia was doing uh, her dirty deeds to seek the aid of the Storm Tyrant Volstice. The keep was attacked by storm meteorites, which forced them to make an emergency descent to make repairs, uh, which is when the chains were shot in uh, above Ash Peak. So maybe maybe they were trying to keep out those giants. Maybe this was a bomb put in there by the, the folks Renfall was allied with. Yeah, maybe it was like a last-ditch effort to... But they've had this for longer than a month, a couple months, right? I don't think so. I don't think it's been that much longer. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Um, I agree, though. We should grab Dogra's body and then go back to Renfall's chamber and rest and plan our next step and think about what we've done. So you walk (laughs) walk away from this 
crazy fucking bomb. Think about how you were inches away from Nestor setting it off. You climb the ladder. Back. What a way to go. What yeah. a way to go after you just survived <laughs> that onslaught. You climb the ladder back into the engine room. That strange blue glow, that hum. And you see Dalgrith laying there. And you scoop him up. And we fade out from there. And before we fade up on a new scene, we hear a, a light wind through the trees and uh, songs of forest life as it awakens in the dawn light. And so now the lights come up on the sun rising in the sky. We see this forest scene. We close in and lying on a bedroll on the forest floor, filling our visual frame here, is the slumbering face of a halfling. His blonde hair has grown long, and now it covers his eyes and part of his nose. It's Sir Willamette Keswick, <laughs> a paladin of Iomade, a cavalier of the shield, and the last knight of Highbury. The clinking sounds of armor can be heard as a shadow falls over Sir Will, bowing into the frame as the furry head of Lexington, trusted steed, faithful companion, <laughs> and renowned magical wolf. <laughs> Lexington licks Will's face, eagerly breaking the halfling's peaceful rest. Oh, no, 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 it can't be morning already. It is... The booming voice of Adriel Ashpeak oh, whoa. cuts through the morning air. He stands a few feet away from Will amidst the smoking remnants of last night's campfire. Can't we rest a little longer? Maybe one day of rest. He, uh, he just tried to bat Lexington away. As, uh, <laughs> he keeps trying to lick his face and uh, he looks up at Adriel like, please... And from the ashes of the campfire with the twin fire oracular key into another world, another vision, Adriel says, No. Until the storm tyrant ceases his advance upon this world, you, Sir Willamette of Highbury, need to work every waking hour if we are to survive. It is seen. <laughs> Will get up uh, slowly uh, and he just seems like he's sore uh, he's like kind of grunts and like rubs at his joints uh, and he's just like I know I know it is seen why are your visions so dreary and laborious get your things just once I'd like to wake to a prophecy of Filling our bellies with meat and ale until we can do nothing but slump into a soft straw mattress in a warm and friendly tavern. We have a long way to go. So they keep chatting back and forth, and we hear them talk as we cut away to a scene of the verdant forest cleared in one area with four-foot-tall log posts stationed at tight intervals and atop the logs sit various large pine cones 
And from the back, we see Sir Will mounted <laughs> atop Lexington, both armored, and Sir Will uh, wielding a, a long sword. He rides directly towards the camera, charges between the posts, slicing the pine cones, right, left, <laughs> right, left. Lexington's weaving between the posts like Bo Jackson. <laughs> and then we see him do it again this time. Same pine cones, same post, but now he's blindfolded. And uh, we pan away from there, and we see Cat Benatar sitting on oh, a small man. patch of grass, just oh, watching the exercise, cleaning herself. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she seems, by the look in her eyes, wholly unimpressed. (laughs) (laughs) From there, we cut to a a rocky field that drops quickly into a ravine that seems too wide to leap. Lexington runs at full speed toward the ravine, and we see Shiel to the side, completing some sort of psychic spell that she casts on Lexington, and suddenly Lexington gets a boost of speed and seems to nearly fly through the air, impossibly clearing the gorge in a single leap. He lands on the other side, his paws dig into the earth, and uh, he grinds to a stop. Will thrusts his sword into the air, cheering... And from there, we cut to a village where the team is able to rest and recover. We see Adriel uh, tending to the town sick as an act of charity. He's able to heal an entire sick ward of a dozen people or so with the casting of a single spell. Clearly, cure critical wounds, mass. (laughs) Badass. In that same town, we see Sir Will walk into a tailor's shop and lay down the pennon of Highbury. Two white griffins, rampant on a field vert. <laughs> drops it on the tailor. It drop, drops it on the tailor. <laughs> smashes him in the face. Suck it, tailor! Starts running through, goes running, rummaging through the till. Lance right to the tailor. Fuck you, tailor! Starts pulling bolts of silk off the shelves. Run, he yells. This small cat sucks! Torch the place! Burn this village to the ground! In the name of New Highland! <laughs> Shiel is just cracking windows with her elbow, throwing torches at <laughs> Cat Benatar's mauling children. <laughs> They're screaming and running. <laughs> What's happened to them? Gabriel is wordlessly walking behind them, just healing people on the of death, left and right. I will show you true pain. <laughs> <laughs> he drops his pendant not on the tailor, <laughs> but on the table in front of the tailor. <laughs> oh, no. uh, and so he, he leaves the pendant there in front of the tailor, and, and then time passes, and we see Will return and receive a package back from the tailor, wrapped in like brown paper, tied with twine. He's all bruised and he's, bruised. He's, he's, he's bandages all over his face. Arms in a sling. <laughs> and uh, he <laughs> eagerly thanks the tailor and, and uh, takes the package and leaves the tent. From there, we cut to Adriel and Shiel deep in a, a tomb somewhere, fighting off restless spirits trying to attack them. Back to back, the two of them are casting spells in unison and keeping the undead at bay, nearly overwhelmed by the cascading crush of the undead. Suddenly, Adriel transforms into a magma elemental as a last resort. Wow. 
And then together, it's like it's slow motion. She's doing a psychic spell, and he's like, coming down as a magma elemental. And they banish the spirits and then open an ancient sarcophagus to find something glowing inside. From there, we cut to the forest, and Will is walking calmly through the brush and finding a raspberry bush. He picks the berries one by one and fills a leather satchel with them. From there, we're now in the Mindspin Mountains, and the party is walking over a rocky path until they reach yet another uncrossable gorge. Adriel touches Shiel and Will, transforming the party into cloud-like vapor. (laughs) They traverse slowly as the breeze at first when suddenly a magical gust propels them forward at 60 miles per hour. (laughs) Upon their arrival on the other side of the ravine, Adriel, you can hear him talking about a cathedral that he sees in his visions. He's mentioned this before. A place he feels they must go and Will thinks that maybe it is the cathedral of Minderhall, where last he faced the giant threat head on, where he faced Brander and where Della was lost. <laughs> Cut from there to an encounter with several trolls swarming over a hillside. Sir Will charges on top of Lexington while Adriel waves his hands over the vista ahead, inundating the entire range with roaring flame. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The vegetation and ground cover remain untouched as the trolls burn alive. Shiel unleashes Cat Benatar, who leaps, biting at a staggered foe who just escaped the full brunt of the blaze. <laughs> Clearly reflex half. <laughs> now we see Adriel in camp, holding a pot over a campfire and carefully directing Will what to do with the berries. Will drops them in the pot one by one and stirs. Cut to Will taking a small brush and pushing it into some sort of paste with a mortal and pestle. He raises the brush and pushes it onto his armor slowly, methodically. To what purpose? It is unclear. Cut to Shiel sitting across from Will and casting a spell on him sort of psychic spell. You see Will fighting it, but it's hard to re- resist. What does Adriel say when Will is like, ah, You must control yourself. Resist her. Will is just like sweating with the effort and he, ah, he shakes and boom, falls back unconscious. Days pass and you see them keep trying this and Adriel, like a, a Mickey from Rocky, just like, you can do it, kid. <laughs> uh, in the background and boom, Will just keeps falling and falling until one day we see Will now with even longer hair and sporting a full beard. And Shia is like bearing down with all of her energy and Will is just like... (laughs) And Shia is pushed out of his head. Finally, we see in the distance the familiar silhouette of the Cathedral of Minderhall against the setting sun. The party begins to cross the open ground, and for the first time, we see the new heraldry on Sir Willamit Keswick of Highbury. From the top of his lance, snapping in the wind, is a blood-red banner, a black griffin on the left, and a black wolf on the right. Oh, cool. Both rampant on a field of blood. (laughs) If they're not rampant, what are they doing? What are they doing? (laughs) Sleeping. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> the Cathedral of Minderhall sits a couple football fields away. Sir Will, you've been here. Adriel, you've seen this vision. And now it's there in front of you. There are no more giant encampments in the distance. Not like there were when you were here the first time, Sir Will. There are encampments, though. 
mean, you do see giants, but you also see small folk, humans, maybe some other creatures skittering about, animals. There are people uh, farming the land, creating, uh, you know, gardens, growing maybe vegetables. It looks, while not Edenic, um, hopeful. Maybe not what you expected. You come up to the steps of the Cathedral of Minderhall, those giant steps. Luckily, Lexington uh, is magical and can climb those steps. (laughs) I really, at the time, didn't think the wolf could go down steps. (laughs) Even though I have cats climb steps with ease. (laughs) All the time. Yeah, and steps are... Much larger. Much larger than the cat. By comparison. (laughs) That's not a cow. (laughs) What makes it really, really pernicious is the fact that if uh, you had been controlling that wolf and it was trying to eat us, steps wouldn't have been a problem. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Wouldn't have have thought twice about those steps. (laughs) I got to go back and listen to it. It's been so long, but I I just remember you being so shocked. Incredulous. And you were like, so... What are you, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? I don't know what you mean. And you were like, with Lexington, you, you tie him up outside. You like, this is my memory of it being like, I'm just going to go down in the dungeon. And you were like, down the steps. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Oh, we were young. <laughs> yeah, we just so little we of the world. Foolish. So young and foolish. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you get you get there, and uh, you're walking by people, and Sir Will, you notice right away that some of the people are like whispering, like they know you, they know of you, you got to imagine like at this point you've become legendary you've become a part of the the history of this place this is what's running through your head and i love this picture now that i can picture you with long hair and a beard this yeah. is not the sir will we met in true now and so you're walking up there do you do nod at them or do you like give them a little how do you do yeah yeah definitely he'll nod and say "Ho there how fair thee today Oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, bad luck. I you knew you could talk to the first person you talk to is the biggest idiot yeah, in the whole. Exactly. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> well, you're doing terrific work there, sir. Oh, thank you. I'd just make it a rug. <laughs> making a rug? And what for? Oh, well, you know, sometimes uh, they say a rug will really tie the room together. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm making a rug to tie the world together. (laughs) The true hero of our story. (laughs) She's going to make a rug that will unite the world. The rug maker. (laughs) Will is like dead serious. That is truly beautiful. It warms my heart. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, may Shalen's grace fall upon your brow. Thank you, and I could say the same to you as well. And may Iomade's blessing be with you. Oh, I don't care for that Iomade. Pagan God it is. <laughs> but Shalen, that's where the money's at. <laughs> that's where the money's at. <laughs> that's where the real money is. These days, and Shalen, you think this rug's going to be free when I finish? <laughs> I'm going to make an NFT out of it. <laughs> I don't know they work, but... <laughs> Someone 
But you watch. I'll be the richest rug maker in all of Galarian. This really seem to have all your plans figured out. Uh, before I leave, your name, sir, so that oh, I may I remember. Do that. <laughs> the name Schwartz Ruggington. Schwartz Ruggington. Schwartz Ruggington. Schwartz Ruggington. Rampant capitalist. Yeah. Who does not False worshiper of Shalin. Who does not worship. That's Modi. Not as Modi. Uh, Shalin. Iomade. Iomade. No, who's the banking god? Um, uh, oh, Abadar. Uh, Abadar. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Schwartz <laughs> Ruggington, that's right. <laughs> Remember the name. What a horrible luck. <laughs> this uh, is who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the stairs, and um... <laughs> Will turn to Adrian and just be like, "Well, if he's still alive in this valley, I think we've got little to fear." <laughs> Gotta be at last. At least we'll be. I don't know what, but it will be there. Yes. As long as there are flaws, we'll have money. Uh, Adriel, they're they're looking at you as well, but it's not uh, your name doesn't or your your visage, your presence. They don't know who you are. But maybe the more pious among them uh, have seen visions of you, or maybe they recognize a, a Baron in you as you're an Ashpeak as well. I don't know. But they're looking at you very curiously, just your association with Sir Will alone. And then there's this uh, quarter orc uh, woman, a young woman, and 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 a panther. Uh, so you, you you know as you're walking up these steps towards those massive doors which are uh, open, everyone is is just, they're stopping what they're doing and they're watching you. This is the Wells Fargo wagon arriving to town. Like yeah. Minderhall's Valley is way out of the way. It's kind of like you said, Edenic and 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 separated off from the rest of society. So to have not only a caravan of new people, but people way different than the giants they're used to seeing roll into town must be a thrill yeah and we we don't play this up enough but like the every time you came back you teleported back to do stuff like that was a big deal to this group that was forming like oh they're here like the boss is here everybody everybody look good um so when you come even though you're strangers sir will isn't like they know of you and so you have to imagine Farron is creating this this creation story of of uh, of the new order that they're uh, they're starting here. This new sort of multi denominational uh, church, um, and Sir Will, you're a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so they part ways. The Red Sea parts. You make your way up to the door, and Farron is standing uh, at the altar near the forge, and sees you. But she sees you in a way as if she knew you were coming, and so she meets you. Um, in the middle of the aisle. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, let's all jump on roll 20. Oh, oh wow. Another blast from the past. How about a little the... trip down oh, memory? Wow. Yeah, would you see how beautiful it looks when you remove all the fog of war? Yeah, like, see? Yeah. We should have benefited from this before. You kept it all to yourself. I should have just <laughs> let you see all of the encounters uh, and everything right from the start. Well, that's yes. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when you <laughs> open basically up basically what you said. The vestibule. Like, let us see the outside, too. And You know what I mean? It's, Look at this, huh? It's gorgeous. Oh, my what a there. The 
intense. Oh, remember the big dining hall where we? Oh my god, I remember oh, that fight. And yeah, the, 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 the frost fire. giants. The, we killed the frost giants. That was in the there. first yeah. frost giant we saw. Yeah, was right. In that room. Yeah. And the choir loft with the bearskin rug. Oh right. Oh god, yeah. that's where we got in that argument over total cover. Oh my god. Wow. Seeing <laughs> seeing the the main room of the temple where those giant pews are, and seeing them as a place that we can walk through peacefully now, rather than using as cover for a fight against right? giants. I'm having PTSD looking at that room. Yeah, Remember yeah. Pembroke was like just sprinting down the aisle? Ugh. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. trying to get to the fight in, in time. Over yeah. here in the, the southern tower, or, you know, if this, is this north, south, east? Yeah, it would be the southern tower. Uh, that's where you snuck in and killed those hill giants in their sleep. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Put the grass on them. Uh, Didn't we pick up a disease yeah, or something we got in there? Fleas. Fleas. Yeah, we got that's right. Fleas. Yeah, the super fleas. Super fleas. Super, uh, super fleas. Super fleas. We then, I was doing some. Um, I was doing some research on Sir Will uh, in order to bring him back, and I was listening to some stuff. And we were talking instead. We did did research on how long it would take to kill a flea by drowning it. Oh yeah, because we oh, had yeah. like an underwater thing. We we're like, <laughs> yeah. can we just kill all these fleas from being underwater for twelve <laughs> right, hours or whatever? Yeah. It's just so funny. Um, so, and, and I think it was at, like, uh, this square here, like right around the steps right here. This is where Della died, right? Yep. Wasn't it just yep. going up the steps? Uh, I think it, yep. he it, was coming down the steps. She was going up. The, I, I thought, thought it was, was like right at the top of the steps. Yeah, I thought it was the top of the steps. It was right yeah. around there. And then down these double doors, this little side door, this is where Nestor peeked in and saw Earthash give his sermon. Yeah, that's right. Oh my right. God. And this is the door where Rasmataz came in and he died right over here in the yeah. middle of the pews. Oh, wow. I'm going to live forever. 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 Right outside here is where Brander re- revealed himself to Lork when he was hiding under the guise of the the father. Mm-hmm. Um, the brother. The brother. Yeah, was it the brother? Yeah, yeah the brother. The two brothers. So right in here uh, on the altar is where uh, Amlo first dies to a, a slag giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or a slag. It was like a slag heap. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a giant, right? It wasn't. It was like a weird. Oh, those sludges. Those yeah, like it was like a fire sludges. Yeah. And then uh, and Nestor was standing on top of the statue. Remember, he climbed the right, statue. Right. It was shooting from yeah, there. shooting down from onto the giant's head. <laughs> and then charging across this altar was Sir Will on his epic charge to take out Orothash, and he missed. Yeah, that's and right. that was that was plus twenty one Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, the memories. So this was so last time we were in this map, we were in that little Airbnb in Philadelphia that also seemed to have no heat, and there were a lot of shady goings on outside. Oh. That mafia session. We yeah, recorded, that, yeah, we recorded two good apps that weekend. We were mm-hmm. at the con, we were doing a show, and then we were recording uh, when we came back. And uh, your mic died. That was the day of the uh, the wi- the end of the wireless mic. The end of the wireless mic. Yeah. Oh, that's God. Wow. And Grant yeah. was like, "We're gonna have to put you on, you know, like a mounted microphone." And you were like, "I can't work like that." <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be an. Option. I need to explore this. No, part. I seem to remember Troy actually taking it rather in stride. Like, the well, no, I mean, died. he didn't freak out, but he was just like, "This is gonna make it really hard." But then he was like, this sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're back here and there are no monsters. There are only... I hope you all enjoyed that, not looking at the map with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'll, I'll post now. I'll forget to post it, but it's there. <laughs> um, there are no monsters now, um, although a slag giant is walking towards you. A slag giant who goes by Farron, who is now the high oh, priestess Farin. of uh, Minderhall's Cathedral. She's like, well met, Sir Wilmot Keswick. I knew you would return here one day. 
and you, we have not met, but I feel as if I know you, and you as well. He looks at Shiel, maybe sees a little bit of Baron, a little bit of Lork in the two of them. Hmm. I myself am a keeper of flame. I can tell that you keep one alive yourself. From the dying embers of the flame, the smoke has dissipated, and it is seen. This is the place, Sir Will. I feel a great battle happened here, and peace only recently has taken over. How are you, Farron? I am well. Things are better here, but there is still a war to be fought, though hopefully there will be no more battles here in the Cathedral of Minderhall. This is only one small speck. Your friends, Sir Will, and I'm assuming your friends as well, Adriel, they came here recently and made it clear to me that it would be perhaps the last time they would be visiting. We have much to discuss and much to talk about. I've looked into the fires of the forge and recently I have felt your presence approaching. I did not know until I heard that you were actually here, that it was you that I felt. But I feel as if your timing is perfect. Come with me into the forge heart. And uh, she takes you up on the dais and everyone's looking at you like you're demigods. Hmm. Um, mm, kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> kind of are. Uh, Shiel, uh looks over at her her friends now, Adriel and Sir Will, and she strokes Cat Benatar's uh, mane. I love that, like, she has Lork's animal companion, too. That's never yeah, lost on me. It's just really neat. great. It's like inheriting um, a pet. And she says, Should I go to as well, or should I just uh, stay back? I, I feel as if. I feel as if I'm meant to be here. I don't know if you remember this or know of this, but this all began with me on a mission to Cheliax. Uh, a, a mission to sort of follow what I thought was the right the right thing to do, to come to a place such as this, though not this. I never made it there, but now I'm wondering if this is where I was meant to be. It could be, Shael. You were setting off, if I'm not mistaken, on a mission to spread the good word. And that is what this place is, what it has become. And he looks around with such a pleased and positive and invigorated <laughs> view at this place where his friend Della died and where he encountered Brander. And Yeah, that's right, Matthew. It's in quotes. <laughs> Friend for my part. He said friend, and Matthew did air quotes. <laughs> I was, I meant died, but, you know, sure. I guess uh, you still have some issues to work through. I don't want to be <laughs> Wait, did she not die? Brander is now using her face. 
Oh, okay. Or dead face. Or dead face. <laughs> um, does Will know that? Does Will know uh, about the... I don't think so. I, don't, I, I really don't think so. I don't know, because, uh, Adriel, have you, you haven't had a face-to-face with Brander. Um, yeah, no. I I'd, think the first time he revealed Della's face was in book four, wasn't it? It was here in the cathedral, I think. Wasn't it? Didn't he come back here? He did, but I think it was book four cathedral, not book three cathedral. Yeah, so Farron knows. Farron would know. Right. Anyway, um, he looks around and he's invigorated by it, so he just wants to say to Shael, um, I am a man of faith, and I find great inspiration in this place, even though it is not consecrated to Iomade or Shailen or anyone else in particular. It is more a place where all can be accepted, and I trust Farron in overseeing it. I think you would do well here. Yes. I feel... I feel my father's presence here. I know not why, but... there's something here that makes me feel like he's all right. And maybe we will meet one day. You go and talk with the giant. I will stay here and talk to the people. And he just nods. And she um, looks at like a, a, a couple of young children kind of getting close to Cat. And uh, <clears throat> they're a little scared. And she goes over and lets them know like, it's all right, you can attack. You can play with them. <laughs> and Cat Benatar gnaws <laughs> one of their arms. <laughs> <laughs> Walking um, around for the rest of the day with his arm in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you try to pull it away and it growls. Just, arr, arr. Uh, no, Sir she, Will will turn to yeah, uh, Adriel. Um, you know of our friends fighting the giant war. Yes. I'm eager to get news of their, their goings on. Would you accompany me to the forge hut? Yes, I think it could clarify things quite a bit for us. Let us make no delay. So you follow her it up is seen. to the altar. <laughs> That's my line, goddammit. <laughs> uh, you follow her up to the altar, up to where that statue is, the statue of Minderhall, and uh, the stairs leading down into uh, Atena's old bedchamber, right down here, yeah, the little hmm. inset. Um, it's been redecorated. Um, there's posters of... Tab Hunter on the wall. Tab Hunter. <laughs> so wait, so it's it's Baron that has the Tab Hunter. Yes. Thing. Tab Hunter and okay. Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> He's got very specific taste. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, sit down. We, we sit down. Uh, I hate to tell you this about Tab Hunter, but... Uh, <laughs> He's not really interested in women. <laughs> so, don't know if that changes things. She just really liked him. <laughs> she was a big fan of damn Yankees. Uh, so, I don't know what you know, and you don't know what I know, but uh, there is too much to recount to you. Your friends, those who remain were on their way to infiltrate a place known as Iron Cloud Keep. It is 
as far as they know, the resting place of this Volstice, the storm tyrant. Atena would speak of such things from time to time. Her and Urthash didn't always see eye to eye, but she would gain information from him, maybe even against his will, and I would overhear it from her. It makes sense that this is where he is. It's some sort of flying cloud castle. When last they came here, their plan was to infiltrate it. I believe they said it was moored deep within a volcano known as Ashpeak. Ashpeak? Will snaps his head toward Adriel. That is where I'm from, Farron. Yes, and apparently it is Baron's ancestral home as well. They say prophecy died with Aradin. But the more I know about what's happening in the world, the more I think they might have been wrong. Everything seems too convenient. And it all leads to this castle. I have not seen them since, and I did not think that I would. But I believe you are here for a reason. What drew you to Minderholtz Valley? What drew you back to this cathedral? I had visions of a great machine in motion, comprised not of cogs and springs, but of men and women of great will, when together, working like clockwork, they could turn the tide against the storm tyrant, and I felt my own blood, not just that of the dwarves, which is from the earth and of the earth, but that of myself and barons that runs hot like the magma underneath our feet unmoored from the surface of Galarian itself. I can feel it now, somehow hurtling through space. And it's one of those gears, one of those pieces missing from that machine that's not firing at the same rate, and if it is not arrested from its fall, all may be lost. I think the answers begin here. I've also come perhaps commune with someone from my past. And are we currently next to um, the the flames of the forge, like at the hearth fire? Yeah, I, th- I feel like there's flames down in the forge heart as well, and then they shoot all the way up to the, the altar. If you don't mind, Perrin, after you're done telling us everything you know, I'd like to borrow use of the hearth fire. Of course. I see that your purposes are aligned with ours. You may look into the flames, seer, and see what you see. I wonder if we are that machine. If the men and women and other creatures that make up our congregation, our growing society, are the machine. I do not think we are able to fight any wars but we are able to rebuild should you win. Yes. I feel as though 
This one, and he turns and regards Sir Willamette, may not be long for this temple, however. His journey goes beyond ours. It departs at the horizon from our own. She closes her eyes and, like, thinks. Yes. I see it too. But don't discount your connection to this young man. For your journey may be tied up in his, or it may take a different path to get there. Let us look into the flames, Adriel Ashbeak, and see what we see. And she just opens up the door to the forge heart, and it's just this ever-burning flame inside. She grabs your hand and just stares in there. And you see a broken spire. Stars in the sky. Clouds. Wind whipping around. And then it all becomes bathed in fire. And you come out of it. She looks at you and she says, That is the spire of this cathedral. The top. You say you are here to commune with an old spirit. Yes. Head to the spire and do it there. It is seen. It is seen. So you make some more pleasantries, and then eventually you leave the forge hard, and you go back upstairs, back to the altar. And then you go inside, looking for these stairs right here in the room behind the altar, leading up. Ready for another uh, blast from the past? Oh, boy. Oh, I remember. Oh, my God. Look at these rooms. With the dragon. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, the dragon! Is this where we fall? Oh, right, we did put up yeah. on up on, on the very ro- on the top. Yeah, yeah, and Della went unconscious. Della yeah. stared down that dragon solo. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the uh, I can't remember what was in the L-shaped room. I remember there was like the the room here with Minderhall. Or this was like Earthash's bedroom. Yeah. Here with the bearskin rug, and then there was this room here is where fucking Lork. Was sitting in the that's cage. Right. Oh, that's the right. Episode ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're also where Orphis was made his choice for yep. ulti- for uh, absolute power before he was sent off uh, to Skiergard. Listen, it goes Sophie's choice, Orphis's choice. Those are the two. <laughs> but the vision you saw and the vision that she saw was of the top here, the top where, yes, yeah, Sir Will did fight. Uh, a red dragon along with his friends. So you go up to this broken spire and it's cold up there. You're way up, hundreds of feet in the air. And Adriel, you just feel like with any of your visions, you wait. You need to wait until the vision comes so the two of you camp out 
all night atop the spire of Minderhall's Cathedral. And I think Adriel is perched on the very edge where the floor begins to crumble away to the next level. And he's sitting cross-legged and he opens two lanterns on either side of him. And just with a snap of his fingers on either side, they become a light. And he puts his palms right above either one. And he sits there and his eyes roll in the back of his head, but his eyelids remain open, and you just see the whites of his eyes. He's <laughs> sitting there with his hands over these twin flames, and, and you know he's trying to connect with the spirits of his ancestors and the spirits of the dragonkin that he was raised around. I imagine Sir Will is like stoking a fire, trying to keep warm. Maybe no, no, Sir Will is looking at Adriel, and he's seen him do this before. So he knows to just stay silent. But as he sees where Adriel's sitting, he is just flashing back into his mind, and he can see himself pulling a sword out of his sheath, setting it next to Della's neck. Yep. It's like contemplating murder and then snapping out of it briefly. And then, and then he sort of like shakes it off, and he thinks about how, me- how much evil was in this place and how much evil is in the world and uh, thanks to Adriel putting him back on the right path he's he resets his mind and knows that he's he's here to, to not go down that path again and and to stop it to nip it in the bud wherever he can I think that that thought process is so loud not loud in like the room but to Adriel's process he leans over his shoulder and says Unwanted thoughts is all Sir Will don't let them distract you from your purpose Please, quiet your mind. Hmm. Sir Will says the same line that we had in another flashback that I don't remember. But it was something like... But it's really good. It was like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> stay out of my head, dragonkin, or something like that. Yeah. Stay out of my head, dragon... I can't remember what it was, but... Dragon yeah. boy. Dragon boy. It's <laughs> um, so no, much better than bread boy. I'll take it any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> he just, yeah, he... he he knows that he can even interrupt even with thoughts that emotionally intense and so he wipes them away and remembers once again uh, and he'll, he'll just start uh, his own prayer that is not so emotional but is more formulaic and just calms him down a meditation ritual of his own and I see inside of Adriel's mind just a spectral projection of his body floating in like an endless horizon of smoke and just his body traveling f- through it kind of like hyperspace mm. wow. and you just see glimpses of this reality of this part of the world of this emotional scene of a husband and wife fighting over here this battle happening here yeah and he it's hard for him to concentrate and to find what he's looking for it's like a drug trip um <laughs> seeing everything all at once he's everywhere and nowhere and yeah you're sitting in the exact same spot where sir will stood over the unconscious body of della uh, just feeling compelled, this unholy compulsion to end it's her. Profane compulsion. Yeah. You can't, just, just inches away is where you camped out where those bears came up. The spike tent, the bears were sniffing around. Right. Please, oh, please, yeah. Please don't find us. Yeah. The stone uh, giants, they're, they're that's masters. Right. They're looking around, fought the red dragon, and, and, and the wind is just furiously whipping at your skin uh, as the night wears on. But Adriel seems unfazed. He's there, but he's not there. The flames at his hands seem to be within him. 
hours pass to the point where dawn is beginning to approach. And as dawn approaches, the, the rosy fingers of dawn, uh, Sir Will, you notice Lexington, who joined you up here, your trusted steed, would never leave your side now that you've uh, reconnected, starts to seem uneasy. What is it? Lexington? What's wrong? His unease turns to snarling, growling at the air. He looks back to Adriel. Looks back to Adriel, and Adriel is still lost. Adriel is barely moved. Maybe he's like, you can see his back is a little stiff, but he's still in the zone. And you look out, and you don't see any reason for Lexington to, to be upset. There's not even a bird in the sky. Easy, boy. Easy. It's okay. Adriel has it. Adriel has it under control. And then all of a sudden, Lexington's growl is snuffed out by an even more powerful sound. And you just hear... Adriel's eyes open, and you hear a voice inches away from you. I know what this is. Child of Kilpoth. Of the mountain. I oh shit! Have heard your cries. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. Finally. I knew your patron. We were neither allies nor rivals, but we respected each other's domains. Wiser than our male counterparts, we do not waste time quarreling over mates or territories. Rulers of the mountains were we. I held domain over the Storm Spear Mountains, and for Kilboth, it was Ashbeak. I met a dwarf named Ashbeak and found that our purposes aligned. He and his people laid waste to an entire encampment of giants in league with the one who holds the soul of my ancestor in the palm of his hand. Their journey has continued all the way to his doorstep. But I fear they know not the dangers they face. In my dreams, I heard your voice searching for the silver dragon who perished long ago. While Gilboth is no more... Maximara lives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we'll see you next oh week. Oh my god! Oh. I've been wet. I've been wondering where that dragon is for years. <laughs> oh, no. I, oh my god! Literal, literal years, I think. Literal oh years. An absentee dragon. <laughs> oh, amazing. oh my god! Absentee dragon. Amazing. <laughs> Dude, Adriel's dragon mom is dead. Help! <laughs> <laughs> Help! Come on! The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015.
Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.